Walking with Jesus, serving with love, sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Hey, everybody. I know we have that same intro. We've been doing that same intro for a while, but our, I, I went online and it looks like our new um, our new mission statement is has it's changed or maybe it's just added to the walking with Jesus part. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. Hey, I'm Dan Van Voris, a member here at church helping out with this podcast since late be 2021, which is crazy because it's 2024. Wow. If you've not met me, I am a church historian, a one-time professor who now gets to make the Christian History Almanac a daily six to eight minute podcast. Real fast, I am I am so sorry for my last podcast that came complete with click track. Uh, I listened back to it. It sounded fine, but then I couldn't export it from Logic Pro and I put it in, in GarageBand, which has a click track. And, and then I uploaded it and tried uploading a new one, but it didn't go to the, w- the website. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, Jeff told me that it was, you know, very, very rhythmic. I was, I was in good four, four time given the podcast, but nobody wants a, a click track in the back. So I'm so, so sorry about that. Uh, now let's see it. Uh, uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit about, this is what's fun about this podcast, by the way. I, I make notes and I just get to kind of talk in a way that I don't on my other podcast because that's, uh, a, you know, a real broad audience. And this is, this is a real fun thing just for the church. Recently, I got to speak to the choir. Uh, they were having their post-Christmas Christmas party. It was a wonderful lunch and I shared a few words. And part of that story I'm going to tell you in just a little bit because it kind of fits with the theme of, of this episode. I, I love this weekly podcast from our church. I love so much of what our church does. It just, just one more way to connect. And I think podcasting, obviously, I'm uh, a professional, I guess, of, of doing that. I, I think it's a great way to get into people's ears to, to help connect them to certain things. And the PCOM pod connects us to each other. It's specifically for our church. And it's a way to just get some encouragement, some good news, some ideas in your head throughout the week. Um, you know, I, I know it's cliche, but maybe with the with the uh, Alaska Airlines and their their door debacle recently, there is something to that uh, cliche about if you're going down on a flight, what's the first thing you should do? You need to, to put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then help people next to you, right? The point is, you can't help people if you're passed out. And so the, you know, PCOM gives us these opportunities to, to be that oxygen mask, to feed ourselves such that we can then go out and be light in the world, a world that, that needs to be fed, that needs to be told the good news. I am a teacher by trade, whatever fancy words we might use. Ultimately, I'm just a teacher. And I realize I need to be taught. It's not like I just have this stuff innately in me. I need to go and hear from other people. It's good for me to sit back. It's one of the reasons I love the the Roots to Fruits class. I will be teaching a little bit coming up, but I like being a student. I like being fed by our pastors and in my small group and in, in other places. I, 
I'm usually, or have been usually, the one doing the talking, and sometimes it's nice to just be talked to. We all need to be fed. I remember an old quote, I think it's Dr. Samuel Johnson, who said, never trust anyone who has written more than they have read. I think that's really important. We all need to be absorbing. My work, I tell people, is really just reading a lot. And then lastly, putting words to paper or speaking into a microphone. And that brings up another fun thing. Courtney and Jeff, they're such pros. No click track, of course. But uh, they, they pre-record their shows in advance. And I've always wanted to do that, but I, I never do. I can't. I can't on my regular show. As a matter of fact, uh, what time is it right now? It is about 2 o'clock on Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I can tell you that the, uh, the Bills are up 14 to nothing on the, the uh, Steelers. It doesn't look like it's going to be a very good game. So I, I love to, to put out the product right after I've been thinking and reading. And, and so uh, that's what I'm doing here uh, today. Uh, I just mentioned football, so let me just say uh, we don't need to talk about the Rams' loss last night and the pain and suffering that uh, that has caused, but we should talk about Human Carbasian and his Lightning Strikes fantasy football team, which are the official, first official PCOM fantasy football champions. He beat me in the championship. He had a great team, picked up some good players. So if you see Human Carbasian, say, hey man, I heard you won. I heard you're the champion. Okay, on to my major theme. And that is to, again, push to emphasize this mission, to to make the hope of Jesus present through friendship, beauty, and emotional wholeness. I love this new mission. I was talking with my wife, Beth Ann, and we were talking about just how thoughtful our church is, how thoughtful the leadership is in helping to guide us and helping to think through what are all the things we're doing, not not just on Sunday morning where we have the pastors and also Kathy and Jeff who put so much, really so much into what they do. If you don't know, if you haven't gathered that, both of them are working all week with, you know, other musicians, some professional musicians. They've got to work with what the sermon's about. I mean, it really is a, a big job and they both do such a great job. But the, the church is kind of built like that. That's one thing we've, we've really appreciated, just the thoughtfulness that goes into to everything we do. And, and, you know, there's a lot of committees. There's a lot, of, a lot of people that do a lot of work. But, you know, the, the goal of it is to, to get to all move in one direction in a, a place where we think God is calling us. I want to make one more quick caveat. I do a daily podcast, as I said. That podcast is for the whole church. I love that I get to talk to so many people. It has uh, really been surprising to me how many people listen. And I love that I talk to some pretty diehard Lutherans and Anglicans and Catholics and non-denoms and charismatic Christians. I love to tell the story of our common family tree. I use the word ecumenical probably more than any other word because I think that's really important, especially in a, a increasingly post-Christian America and, and in a sort of fractured world. It's great to remember what we're all doing together. But I like that this podcast is for our church. I mean, someone might come across this, maybe a fan of Courtney's The Thing With Feathers podcast wants to hear more of her, and so they find this little corner of the internet or 
or uh, or maybe my show. And if that's you, hey, hi, nice to nice to talk to you. But this is designed for PCOM in particular to talk about what we're doing. And this gives me an opportunity to get a little bit more narrow than I usually am. Not that narrow. I love how broad we are at PCOM, you know, officially Presbyterian, but with flavors from the whole church all over the place and these pastors and elders helping to, to make the notes all sing together. So being that I am talking to you, PCOM folk, I want to address something that I think is really awesome and somewhat rare and to, us, to encourage us all on the path we're going. If you've not yet seen the glossy seeds to branches five-year vision plan, or maybe it came during a busy time and you just threw it on the piano or wherever you put your mail, that's, uh, it, it's not your run-of-the-mill, hey, here's what church is doing, give us money, <laughs> uh, you know, pamphlet. It is a, a really thoughtful, and I know a little bit about the work that has gone bef- you know, into it, it is uh, really, really amazing. It gives you a sense of where we are all headed. I mentioned the, the new phrase, making the hope of Jesus present through friendship, beauty, and emotional wholeness. And so we have fellowship events. Do you know we have a music conservatory? We have people right now at our church learning violin and piano and voice and, I think, trumpet. We have parent ed. We have Roots to Fruits. You know, two, and if you just go to one of them, remember, it happens twice every Sunday for both services. Now, I say all this because I have been affiliated with church bodies broadly and have certainly seen it throughout American church history and today in Orange County. Churches that, when asked what they do, they rather nobly claim that they just preach the gospel. And that is great. Yes, that's we want the gospel to be preached. Yes, this is not a political action club. I love that Jackson is our friendly Canadian pastor who helps us stay above the fray. I like that we don't get into, you know, hobby horses like end times speculation. And, and oftentimes, from some of these churches, a subtle criticism is the declaration against them that our church just preaches the gospel. Here's the problem with that. It can mean whatever you want it to. I'm going to need more. For some, it just means culture war stuff. For some, the gospel just becomes a particular worldview. And so they double down on it. For some, it means you just preach justification by grace alone through faith alone. A worthy claim but as if that was all the good news is. Our legal standing before God the judge is an aspect of the good news. And yes, Paul says, we preach Christ crucified alone, but you know what else Paul does? Preaches on a whole number of other things. So he thinks preaching Christ crucified alone is that at the core, rooted everything in the work of Jesus But then the application of that. So Paul doesn't just get up and say, Jesus died for your sins and walk away. In fact, there is no major tradition that that's what they do. We need to see the whole work, the good news, all of it. Let me try to make it a little simpler, perhaps. We preach nothing more than the gospel, but also nothing less. 
What are the great tidings of joy and peace on earth to all people? What's the whole thing? Daryl did this in his first Roots to Fruits class. It's the love of God, the love of a creator God who didn't leave us in our sin. It's the love of a creator God who then on, takes on human flesh to show himself a revelation to the Gentiles like Courtney talked about with Epiphany. The life of Christ to reveal to us what God is like and then for his obedience to the law and sacrifice, his resurrection, his giving the Holy Spirit to the church and the eventual reconciliation of the world back to that loving creator God. It's been noted I'm teaching a six-week series on the Apostles' Creed coming up this spring, and uh, I'll be going through some of these basics and how the whole church has really taught this from the beginning. And this is good news. The whole story. To be good news, it has to come to me. It has to speak to me. It has to teach me who I really am. And then through that, make me a light to the world. And so that's why I want to just take a, one aspect of our mission. The idea that we are making the hope of Jesus present through emotional wholeness. There is a pandemic of emotional illness. COVID didn't help it. Our modern world has escalated with toxic online habits. We are an increasingly isolated and angry people, and that's not supposed to, that's not how it's supposed to be. And yes, it won't be fully healed until the second coming, but in the meantime, part of that good news is to reach the emotionally sick. When I spoke at the choir Christmas, I eventually got to talking about one of my favorite characters in the modern church. And yes, for historians, modern means since 1500. And seeing as I was speaking to the choir, I thought I would bring up one of my favorite hymn authors of all time a man I've talked about on my other show. His name was William Cooper. It looks like Cowper, C-O-W-P-E-R, but trust me, it's pronounced Cooper. He lived in England between 1731 and 1800. So think of like colonial America and the Revolutionary War. When that stuff's happening, he's tending to, to spiritual things back in England. He was a Christian, born to a Christian family. His dad was a minister. He considered being a minister. But he had something of a secret. He had terrible bouts of depression. He ended up going into the law and was actually going to work for Parliament, which is a big deal in England. And he gets so ridden with anxiety that before he has to make this sort of public oral examination, he, uh, he has something called laudanum, which is a, a drug that would, would end his life. And he's going to take it, but he can't open the bottle. I mean, it's a, just a comedy of errors, and it breaks. So he tries to find another way to, to end things, and he tries to hang himself from a beam with a garter, and it breaks, and it makes a sound, and people come rushing in. He's sent to an insane asylum. And there he meets a good Christian doctor. The doctor sees that William is broken, but he's creative. He wants to be a poet, and so this doctor encourages William to write. William gets out and goes to live with a family. Tragedy hits that family. The father dies. The mother and son, who are like a family to William, end up moving to a, a, a nearby village. And so William goes with them. And there is this little tiny parish 
in this village called Olney. And the new pastor is a man named John Newton. That's right, the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. The guy who, by his own account, was a degenerate, a slave trader, and then in repentance eventually becomes one of the most prolific hymn writers of all time. He too sees that William is poetic, and the two put together a collection called the Only Hymns, one of the greatest collection of hymns in English. It's where we get amazing grace. It's where we get wondrous things of thee are spoken, how sweet the name of Jesus sounds, over a closer walk with God, there is a fountain filled with blood, and God moves in a mysterious way. When I think of the pandemic of emotional and spiritual sickness, I think of Cooper and how he faced it and how others helped him to face it and how he was comforted with the good news. And then he used his gifts to create words that would preach that same good news. I told our choir that they are preachers, that in my early days in the church, it was often the hymns that, that stuck with me more than the sermons. And there would be certain phrases or, or turns of phrase that would stay in my head. I, I think I've talked on, on this show before. I've talked just a little bit on my other show that I, I deal with depression, dealt with it my whole life. I sometimes hate what it makes me, what it makes me think, the distorted worldview that, that it gives me. And then oftentimes there are these words that offer me emotional wholeness. Some from Cooper himself. Take this wonderful hymn, God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. This isn't an aloof God. This is a God who's getting in the storm. Yes, there is a storm, but he plants his footsteps in the sea. I think of Jesus on the boat saying, hey, calm down. I'm here. Another line, ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Those giant dark clouds, yeah, you think they're going to get you, but they're not because you're, you're going to get blessings. Or judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face that hidden smile of God. In our brokenness, in death, in sin, I see a frowning providence. It looks like things just aren't going to end out, end up okay. But Cooper, from the depths of his own despair, has ministered to and encouraged and taught others and this is part of the good news, part of the work of the Church of God, and certainly our work at PECOM, making the hope of Jesus present. And, and I encourage you to, to think about how might you be an encouragement. I love that we don't stress gigantic things. We don't always have to, you know, we're not out preaching on street corners, but we're inviting people to a meal. We're encouraging each other. You do that for me, right? With a good word, singing with you, eating together, talking about football, which sometimes is really all, 
all I want to do. Jeff just texted me. He's a little nervous about his uh, Eagles tonight. So let's, uh, let's put in, uh, you know, let's, let's hope for the best for them. But of course, by the time you're hearing this, we will know, but I think, I think it'll go okay for them. Thanks again for joining us here on the PCOM pod for joining me the, on the third Tuesday of the month and letting me sort of talk to you about the things I'm thinking about and hopefully encourage you a bit and, and give you something to think about. If you have a question, if you want to talk about church history, uh, Hey, talk, stop me at church. I'm there. Um, you know, with the roots to fruits, there's a little bit more of a, an in-between time for people that go to sanctuary who then go to roots to fruits or other ways. So we have like 20, I find, you know, 15 minutes and I love talking to people. If you want to talk about church history, if you want to talk about sports, of course, but, uh, and also questions for this podcast. So thank you. As always, remember that Jesus is good news and I'll see you at church.